Hello, this is Robin Hill and welcome to episode 29 of Eclectic City. The music you've just heard was Peter Wilczynski's arrangement for two guitars of the Lennon and McCartney classic Nowhere Man, performed by Peter Wilczynski and myself. It is from our classic Beatles double CD. The guitars we played on that recording were made by the Australian luthier Greg Smallman, who is something of a maverick when it comes to guitar making. Although his guitars look like fairly conventional classical guitars, a quick look under the bonnet tells you that these instruments are far from conventional. The top of the Smallman guitar uses a lattice framework composed of balsa wood and carbon fibre. The instruments are also very heavy compared to the more usual and conventional classical guitar, due partly to the inclusion of a feature often used in steel-strung guitars, a truss rod inside the neck which is adjustable and controls the curvature of the neck to ensure maximum playability and good intonation. Greg Smallman is certainly a most important and unconventional innovator in guitar design and construction. Which brings us to an equally unconventional innovator in musical composition, whose most famous piece, ironically, consists of 4 minutes 33 seconds of silence. Or is it silence? Well, actually, no, it isn't. For every performance brings in the element of chance. The audience sitting there for 4 minutes 33 seconds of silence, hearing the ambient sounds occurring inside and outside the concert hall at that precise moment in time. A cough, a passing car, the howl of the wind, rain on the roof, a distant train, a jet soaring overhead. According to the composer, and yes, you've probably realised who I'm talking about, the American enfant terrible of the avant-garde, John Cage, who believed that any sound conceived by the human ear could be regarded as music. Cage was born in 1912 in Los Angeles, California. Another take on this idea of creating random pieces subject to chance was his Imaginary Landscape No. 4, composed for 12 portable radios and 24 operatives, two per radio. One would control the volume and the other the tuning dial. The instructions for the accomplishment of these two actions were very precise and the whole process was controlled by a conductor. Every performance was, of course, different as it depended on what was being broadcast on these radios at the time of performance. Well, getting back to 4.33, Cage also stated that it could be performed on any instrument or on any combination of instruments. Consequently, I decided to arrange it for solo classical guitar. Here's a 30-second extract of 4.33 by John Cage, performed by myself. That was an extract from John Cage's 4.33, performed by myself. The piece was composed in 1952. 
Staying with musical titans of the 20th century, who can answer this question? Which major composer of the 20th century was not only a huge football fan, but also a fully qualified football referee? He is also quoted as saying that football is the ballet of the masses. Well, I can reveal that this is none other than Dmitry Shostakovich, which started me off on the next train of thought, and I have succumbed to the temptation of imagining the discovery of a long-lost extract from a forgotten Shostakovich symphony, complete with his ubiquitous musical signature being D, E-flat, C, B-natural, which spells D-S-C-H in German notation. I wonder if you can spot the tune here. That was my fantasy football piece, Dmitry Shostakovich inventing, yes, you guessed it, the match of the day theme, which, interestingly, was originally composed by Barry Stoller, who, unlike Dmitry Shostakovich, hated football. When my eldest son Oliver was born, he was not a great sleeper. Once woken in the night, I find it difficult to go back to sleep, so one night I thought, right, I'm going to write a guitar concerto. So I took myself up to the attic where I do most of my recording, practice and composition and set to work. The result was Concerto Primavera for guitar, marimba and orchestra, which I dedicated to my son Oliver. 
The premiere of this piece was given in 1997 at the Wirral International Guitar Festival. The marimba soloist on that occasion was Simone Rabello, with myself on guitar and members of the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra. Here is the first movement.
That was the first movement of my Concerto Primavera. There are three other movements to that. In that performance, Maurice Cheatham was playing the marimba and there was myself on guitar. And thank you to Oliver for all those sleepless nights and for the inspiration to write that piece. Finally, I was very saddened to hear earlier this year of the death of the great Argentinian guitarist Jorge Morel, who was born in 1931. He contributed many highly effective original compositions and arrangements to the repertoire of the solo guitar. Here is his ebullient piece, Danza Brasileira, from my album Virtuoso. Thanks for listening and see you all next week. Robin Hill's Eclectic City was a Hill House production.